Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. More travel chaos on the rails. Today marks the first of three days of industrial action affecting trains this week. The latest round of strikes come at a time when it's half-term, and with huge concerts, festivals, the Epsom Derby and the FA Cup final, all due to take place this weekend. Unions are now being accused of purposely targeting big events. After previously scheduling strikes whilst the UK hosted the Eurovision Song Contest just a few weeks ago. This was Aslef General Secretary Mick Whelan's response when asked what his message was to football fans who face huge disruption travelling to Wembley this weekend. Truly don't want to do that, but I'm taking back 12 months and they shut the railway to London on the same weekend. Yet we get uh, uh, clattered for it and the rest of people don't. Look, we want people to travel, we want people to use railways, we want people out of their cars on the green future. We don't want to be doing this, but unfortunately we've left no choice. Rachel Burford is the Evening Standard's chief political correspondent. So today, ASLEF union members, ASLEF is the union that represents train drivers, are striking across the country. They're striking again on Saturday and RMT members are walking out on Friday as well. So we've got three quite large strikes this week during half term. And which train operators are affected? So these are um, members who work for the rail delivery group, which covers about, I think it's 15 rail operators. So, I mean, that's, you know, the really large operators like Avanti West Coast, Cross Country, London Northwestern, Thameslink. And then um, today also, you know, services like the um, Heathrow, Gatwick and Stansted Express trains are also cancelled. Um, so it's basically everyone apart from network rail. How much disruption will these strikes cause? So, I mean, it's half term at the moment. So obviously a lot of people are using services like the Heathrow, Gat- Gatwick and um, Standard Express trains, um, you know, to get to airports because they're going on holiday. There are slightly fewer people at work than normal because of the break. But that means that there's a lot of events going on, um, particularly in London. So on Saturday, there are really big events. You know, you've got the um, FA Cup final between Manchester United and Manchester City taking place at Wembley. And there are no trains at all between Manchester and London that day. That same day as well, you've got the um, Epsom Derby and there's no trains to Epsom or Epsom Downs where the race course is. There's a cricket test match, um, England v Ireland at Lords. And also you've got Beyonce doing her big Renaissance World Tour concert at Tottenham Stadium too. So there are these massive events going on, particularly on Saturday. And you'll have had the RMT union on strike on Friday, which is going to have a knock-on effect on Saturday anyway. And then just a huge number of trains all across the country completely cancelled on that Saturday. People have accused rail unions of purposely targeting big UK events. Is there any truth in that? Yeah, so I mean, the government have said, you know, they, this 
the last few strikes have been on days when there's massive events going on. And unions have said, well, you know, every time there's strikes, there may be things going on. We don't particularly plan them that way. But um, I think the whole point is to cause disruption, to show that they are, you know, a vital service and how needed they are across the country. So um, I think there probably is a little bit of truth in the facts that they are trying to put them on days will have the most impact. What is the travel advice for this week? The advice is, uh, if you can avoid it, don't travel, particularly on those strike days. Services are extremely busy. We saw at Paddington this morning, people could get in. Commuters were, you know, packed on trains and there was um, very, very few trains. At the weekend, there's going to be very few trains between London and the North East. And as I said, you know, before, there's no trains at all between Manchester and London. Do you think the public is still generally supportive of the rail strikes? It's just an interesting question um, whether or not the public is still supportive. I think the last big survey, the YouGov survey, was in January, and that found that the public were far more supportive of, um, you know, strikers who were NHS workers. You know, the nurses' strike, people sort of were very much behind. But when it came to the rail strikes, I think about 40% of people said they supported rail strikers. It was sort of on a par with, you know, things like university workers striking. There is far more support still for, you know, NHS workers and those sort of people seen as you know, key medical workers. But um, there hasn't been a, you know, a big survey done since that. The unions say that they've still got the support of people and they've certainly still got the support of their members. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear the background on the dispute and how long the strikes could potentially carry on for. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is Rachel Burford, the Evening Standard's Chief Political Correspondent. This dispute with rail unions has been going on for a long time now. What is the background on this and why can't they reach an agreement? Yeah, so it's been almost a year now since we saw our first train strikes. So it is a long running dispute. And sadly, it seems this morning it was confirmed that, I mean, they're basically no closer to a deal than they were a year ago. As left General Secretary Mick Whelan said, he sort of hinted it could run on for years because they just haven't come to any agreement with the government or the rail delivery groups that they say that their members would accept. He said he's not had meetings with ministers since, since um, January 6th. So it's been quite a long time since they've actually been in dis- proper discussions with the government. Uh, they are asking for a pay rise and certain um, you know, conditions on their contracts. 
they want a significant pay rise. I think they've been offered 4%, which they say is extremely unfair when inflation is just above 10% still. And um, there doesn't seem to be any movement at all on it. In March, the RMT workers at Network Rail did accept their pay deal. So that sort of called off those strikes. But there is still no movement at all between the Rail Delivery Group and RMT and um, ASLEF. Train travel in general seems to be pretty unreliable for passengers now because of not only strikes, but engineering works. Do you think there's a danger of people choosing to avoid trains now altogether? Yeah, I think it's extremely frustrating, especially if you're a you know season ticket holder and you are relying on these trains to get to work on time every day and you're relying on a very regular service. Um, I think we saw earlier this month the government take Transpen on Express into public ownership. I think that makes the government now the single biggest operator, um, trains operator in the UK. And that's the first time that's happened in decades. Um, I think it's it's, um, taken six operators into public ownership because they were so unreliable. And people, particularly around big cities, do rely on these services. In London, particularly, you've got, you know, it is much harder and more expensive to own a car with things like EULAs, the congestion charge zone. And people do opt to to not own a car. And that is why we really do need uh, a very reliable train service to get people to and from work, to get people to and from appointments and things. And um, there have been warnings from you know government ministers this week and MPs saying if the unions continue with this action, you're going to end up forcing people back into cars, forcing people to choose different routes to work because they just can't rely on the train service. On the flip side of that, obviously, the unions say, well, the train companies have been relying on us accepting lower wages, not accepting pay rises um, and working overtime for far too long and they deserve a better deal. Are we just potentially looking at it being a sort of stalemate for years now or is there anything the government can do at any point to intervene and prevent the ongoing disruption? Well, as of today, um, we're pretty much in a stalemate. Um, I think we're going to have an election probably next year. So I think the government will want to get this sorted before then. I think they'll be looking at the sort of figures of um, you know, how much people are um, supporting the train strikers. But at the end of the day, this is something that whether or not the public support them, they do need to get on trains. So they are going to have to sort it out and they're going to have to get around to the table and sort of thrash this out and get it done. I think the government will be more keen to do that as the sort of election approaches. We've had the Transport Secretary Mark Harper this morning saying, um, you know, the the offer that they have put on the table is fair and it's the only one they're going to get. It would bring the average train driver's salary to £65,000 a year, which is, you know, a good a good salary to a lot of people. And they're accusing the unions of refusing to let their, their um, members vote on this. So there is a sort of big war of words going on at the moment um, and not much action in terms of coming to any kind of agreement. And if this does continue, what are the other potential knock-on effects for the country? Yeah, so businesses obviously um, really want this dispute to come to an end, particularly hospitality businesses, which have suffered so much through the pandemic with all the closures during lockdowns. And now they're finding um, you know, customers just not coming in during the week because they can't, you know, workers aren't coming after work. They can't get to work. Um, they can't get trains. You know, they're seeing people not come in because they're not going to concerts and things because they can't get, get there. So I think hospitality businesses particularly are being hit really hard by these strikes. We've seen, um, I think UK Hospitality say 
this strike alone this week is going to cost hospitality businesses around 130 million pounds and you know you're going to see all those pubs around Wembley not having as many people there and um, all the hotels um, that would have had people in them just sort of not getting the custom that they would have got because people just can't get to these venues or are going to have to go home early to get because it's going to take them much longer to get back so I think um yeah, the hospitality businesses particularly are um, really suffering during these these um, industrial walkouts. You can find out more about the train strikes on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.